It was at this moment that he knew. He bucked up. Welcome. You're listening to Bucked Up with Sam Buck. From the clip, the whitest kids you know. Um, oh my god, I fucking love them. Yeah, but the music, my friend John produced that. And have you ever heard of the rap group Das Racist? Das, yeah. So the uh, one of the guys, Cool AD from Das Racist, was on my podcast. No, and get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I have a lot, and I love rap. That's like I have a lot of Yo, like. I can figure that because you said you knew about Tony Strong. I was like, there's no fucking <laughs> yeah, way. No, no, I love all... no way. That's something yeah. your Uber driver just says for the stars. Because you were late, I almost Uncle John's like a block away. He was from DC. He's like one of my favorite rappers. He's like a block away. I was like, I just want to run over there with a phone and try to like get him over here. Oh, dude. Man, like I love all that, that'd like all that shit. But no. um... Cool AD did. I'm putting an EP together. I don't rap, but like yeah, DJ Khaled style, like yeah, and mushing it all together. Yeah, and Cool like, AD put the first track out with that uh, with the intro music. You rapped over wild. it. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. So that's <laughs> yeah. Very prestigious because they um they famously say no to a lot of shit. Yeah. Like they could be way bigger and they're not. He broke. Yeah. He uh they he left Sony while he was on tour before their debut album even came out. He just they put it out without. He just like left the group and it broke up and they still put the album out even though they weren't together. Hurts. But uh, we met at Laugh Boston when I was I was young as shit. We both were, but you were performing. What sh- what was that picture from? That was was that when they had the chocolate Sunday shows? Something like that. I think it was that black, could like never black, that like could black Boston situation, but it was so dope because it's in that like nice little hotel. It was really yeah, funky. left Boston. Yeah, um, I had not seen um, I want to say well produced urban shows, but just it's just Slades. When you think you know, uh, hey, a black guy's booking me from Boston, you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to Slades. Yeah. You know? This is gonna be scary. That was a weird thing at Laugh Boston. They had the the chocolates. That that could not be a show now. I feel like it like a nice calling it that. And they, I would go just because I loved like Sam J and Lamont. Like when they were coming up in Boston. Shout out Sam J. I mean, she just had her. She is. Get over to her house right now to steal our weed from her. <laughs> 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 By the time you see this, your weed will already be gone. Uh, <laughs> no, but those that was like, and then I just saw you randomly, and then we ran into each other in Connecticut at Jordan's show. Yeah, I'm from w- Connecticut, so it's you weren't ever a Boston guy. No, no, I'm I'm a New England guy, I guess. But people from Boston, like you know, they help me. Yeah. Out of Connecticut when I want to, but I fucking love Connecticut. Um, I had multiple opportunities to move to Boston. A friend of mine was studying architecture up there, and he had like this crazy dope house. His professor was like the big house, and I was thinking about that for a while. But the Boston scene, it seems like a lot of those guys want to be in Boston. Like you're not in Boston to get um big bigger than Boston. Yeah. If you're good or really good in Boston, and you have like uh, bigger aspirations, usually you leave. Now it just seems weird. Like it's kind of the same temperature as Connecticut. I can make the same amount of money, and it's further from New York City, so I stayed in Connecticut. But I don't get why people move to Boston for I, comedy. I never, like if you started it. there, it's fantastic. Like I loved being able to start out there, and but you, and you can become a mainstay in Boston and then tour. Often. Yeah, but it just seems like a step backwards to be like, oh, I'm from New Hampshire now. I'm going into Boston. It's like, dude, just push yourself a little bit past that and go to New York. Like, when did you go to New York? Um. Or come, we're in New York now. When did you come to New York? Almost immediately. Oh, I still live in I still live in Connecticut. I came up just for the show. Oh, do you? Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. That makes sense now. But yeah, so you, you so you live in Connecticut still? Yeah. 
I'm Mystic Knight. Is that? Can you try? How far is that? It's like 300 miles away. It's nasty. That does suck. That does. I came up on Cape Cod, which is like a two-hour drive that from Boston. It's fun. But go to Cape Cod without slapping Vampire Weekend. That's my whole aesthetic. <laughs> Vampire Weekend. Uh, yeah, they loved Cape Cod. Cape Cod's cool during the summer, but then during the them. winter. Well, I met like two of them the day I met Dos Racers on a fucking video shoot for Future of all things and shit. They were like up in there and shit. And I wouldn't really know like how to pick them out of a crowd. My boy was just going nuts. And I was just like, fuck, these just white guys. You like, what were you doing on a Future music video? Um, It was the video for, I don't not know the song. Like I learned the song on my way there. Yeah. Um, but a friend of mine, uh, he shot a lot of shit for Supreme. Like he does like those boxing stuff. And he was shooting the Future video and they needed like a, I don't know the right word for it. So I'm just say cuck. But it was, uh, I just fucked your bitch in some Gucci flip-flops. I was, oh, yeah. I was the guy having gotten his bitch fucked. And, um, yeah, the video never came out. And then I was, like, super sure I was going to be, like, the most famous person in the world. Yeah, I was about to be like, how do I not know that? Because that would Every be huge. That would have been. was in that video. Um, I had already done, a, like, a multiple music videos. I used to, like, work with, like, you know, different rap artists and shit. Yeah. So terrible, terrible rap artist. But um, I had met Prodigy before, and he was at the video shoot. Yeah, R.I.P. This nigga was at the video shoot. He was like, oh, yeah, what's going on, man? I'm like, oh, this dude remembers. He's like, you're the dude with that good-looking girlfriend, right? I'm like, that's not as dope as I wanted this interaction to be, Prodigy. <laughs> that's how he remembered? At least he remembered you. <laughs> yes. Were you? I loved Mob Deep growing up. Like That was, was one of my favorite. on the way here. Yeah. The See, you have great taste in music. I like to think that. I used to music blog for a long time. That's how I got a lot of my music relationships. What's the music blog? Yeah. Like during the blog era. Oh, blog. Okay. I was like one of those guys. You were like writing and writing up? Um, I was doing submissions. So I was like doing a little bit of um, a little bit of the blurb. So it makes the write up easier when they got to just go through the music sometimes. It's like, it's crazy it may seem. It's like how I learned how to do log lines is from listening to someone's album and then condensing it into like two sentences. Yeah. That somebody else can write a review on it, whether like they just read and they're like, ah, it seems like something I want to be into. But um How'd you yeah. get into that? Uh a friend of mine used to run on smash.com. I remember that. Yeah, used to run that and then the feds took it. And then Complex like picked up a lot of the like pieces from that and I just got absorbed into whatever they had going on. So I would just submit music. So if you were in like the 2012, 2013, 14, 15, 16 and you were like decent underground, I got your shit on Complex. So I have like a bunch of like rappers that like would hit me up and be like, yo, you're the first person that got me on Complex. And then like, it's like Smoke Baker or someone like that. So oh, really? Who other, uh, what other like artists did you do that for? Um, just like a shit. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to like. Yeah, you don't. Know. But like a, just like, uh, there's like a shitload of them. Yeah. There's like a lot of them. That's pretty cool though, because that's kind of. Initially. Are they? It's hard to get out of that. I'm sorry, Anna. I'm so sorry. I have such a like. I have a. I have a. I have a lax. Like you can show. Do you want to hold your mic? Like you no, can. No, I hold the mics. Is there a way in comedy where we don't have to hold the mic? You could be a mic stand comic where you sit on the stool and have the no, mic stand in front of you. Wanna, I never want to sit down, but I always like to put my like hands in my pockets because I don't know what to do, like do with them and shit. I don't have like act outs. So. I'm yeah, I I'm a big like I hold the mic with both hands, but then that looks weird. 
One like, thing I like about Boston comics, because I um I like parlay everything kind to uh, like like sports and shit. But mm-hmm. You guys are like Tom Brady's playing style. You know what I mean? Like you guys like sit right in the. I love that. Like they sit right in the pocket. They're just like pontificating, pontificating, chill, joke, joke. There's not a lot of like you know fucking running around and. I'm a pacer though, and it's funny because a lot of Boston comics aren't that. They think I am like nervous on stage because I'm pacing a lot, but it's just because I cannot stand still. Like, Same. that's why I get I like smoking because it's just like Smells can chill out. me out. It yeah, depends on the strain, but yeah, it's <laughs> that's uh, yes, but also no. Like, I don't feel the difference from strains, even also, good. I'm like, it's either good weed, or bad weed, but like the strains don't really yeah, change. I, say, I don't, I can't di- differentiate. Like, I'm never like smoking them and be like, oh, this is fucking. Alaska Thunderfuck, like I could not tell you, but I know like when shit gets weird. Like when I hit, I'm like, okay, this was a bad idea. I should not have done this. Do you like? Did that? You said like you don't want to call out. Like, did that? The do you not like doing that anymore? Like, did you get fucked over by the music system? It's just it's it's um it's kind of daunting. You know what I mean? Like uh, those guys, you know they have like their whole career or whatever like that and like they just put like a lot of emails on your lap about yeah. like, what they have going on in their career and it's like you kind of I'm trying to do my own thing it's like 99.9% of my followers I think on Twitter come from that like people still send me beats people still just hit me up about interviews or like trying to get in touch with like Joe LaBuma or whatever <laughs> from Complex I'm just like I don't know like dude I just do stand up now like I don't want to listen were to you doing day. comedy during all that time I had started a little bit but not really though how I, old do you when I want to say um Probably like nineteen, twenty. I was I was still young enough to not be legally in a lot of the places I was in because you would have to go to events and stuff, and I would always have to like steal a wristband. But yeah, that picture that I have of you, my dad took it because I wasn't allowed in. Yeah, so like, okay, like, yeah, so we're, we're the yeah. same, same ilk, same ilk. I think I was a, a little bit older then. I'm gonna say maybe I was maybe twenty, twenty one at Old that you particular now? time. I'm twenty nine almost. Okay, I'm twenty three. So, so, so I'm, I'm on my way. Yeah. Way. Um, but you started at nineteen. Yeah. So it's about nine, ten years of seriously just straight doing comedy and just trying to get away from music stuff, I guess. I don't know. I still really like music a lot, so it sucks. Because, like, if my friends have shows and shit, like, I'm going to that. Like, I'm not doing yeah. a fucking comedy show. I'm going to fucking hang out. Well, I feel that with this podcast because, like, when I started stand-up, I was like, stand up is the thing that's gonna get me like a name for myself, and then see, I never did that. I, never... I not that I wanted that, but I just mean in the way I know that sounded bad, but like I want. But this podcast has taken off way more than my stand up has taken off. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be known for like interviewing rappers and comedians before I'm known as a stand-up. And that's a weird thing when I got into it just because of stand-up. I think it's dope um, that you could have, like, this moment. Like, I'm kind of sort of trying to step into that now, too. Like, so many rappers are like, you should do a podcast. But I'm like, I really don't want to have to talk to everybody. Does that make any sense? Yeah. It's like, I'd rather just not know some of you guys. Like, some of my, like, favorite, like, rapper people, they're not good people. Or they're not interesting yeah. people, even. Yeah. I should say interesting people. They're not as interesting as I would have expected them to be. So it's like, I would have to, I would feel terrible if like I brought someone on my podcast and like, this guy was not a good person or like that. And then people didn't fuck with his music anymore. Like, I think about that mostly when I think about Joe Budden's podcast. I'm just like, if you liked his music, you probably, you probably don't now at this point. Yeah. Like, it's got to be hard to enjoy that shit. Yeah, because he's, 
especially now, like now they kicked that off. That shit was fucking rough. That was wild. How do you feel about that? Uh, are you a listener of his podcast? Not like, at all. Never have. He, me, he, me, I'm not. He's given me the most money uh, for comedy than anyone has ever given me. Uh, really? For comedy. Yeah. He had me host um, a pool party. We used to do these pool parties and stuff and a sleepover. I did like a chill button pajama party as well, too. <laughs> but, um,. Yeah, he just thought I was funny, and he gave me a megaphone. He just let me walk around his like rented mansion in fucking New Jersey and tell jokes. Yeah, mostly until I got drunk. And I was, like, was it? Did it go all right? Yeah, I met uh, Kenyon Martin. So, <laughs> so big success. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did it. I did the first. I did a show at Faneuil Hall in Boston. It was outdoors, like in the middle of like. I didn't know what it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like a real show. But it's weird doing comedy for people who don't want to hear comedy. And yeah, then you see people who try to just less. do... We were talking about your show last night. You see people just try to do their jokes. It's like, what? no one wants to hear jokes. No, you better talk to these people like yeah. a conversation. And it sucks like, so much because I... um. Towards the end, I was like, I'm just I'm just fuck this set. You know what I mean? Like, I have like four jokes that I wrote today. And I was like, I'm just going to do these. And they all rang off. It was like, boom, 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 boom. I'm like, no, there's no time left. Like, they were giving me a light. I'm like, I have one more joke that I wrote. Like, this is now an open mic. And then the next guy that got up, he was like, he was like, I'm not going to be yelling at you people. I'm not going to, like, if you guys are not going to shut up, then I'm going to come out there. He just took the mic off the fucking stage, jumps off the stage. Is like, DJ, hit that shit. And starts just running around, uh, singing the song, like putting the mic in people's face, making them sing the song. And I'm just like, that's what I wanted to do. But your friends is like, I didn't call you to do, yeah, to do fuck, that. To like, fuck what around. the fuck type of shit is this? That is but tough. Yeah. It was it was a lot of fun. I, I got to get that kid's name. He was so fucking funny. What was it? Oh, you don't know. Was... Uh, it's Joey something, but I don't want to I don't want to. Yeah, I'll look it, it up wrong. on the, the. That's that was. um. I went to the one, the first one. This, I'm so happy that like stand up is coming back. But were you able to do it at all over this past year? Uh, yeah, I got up a, a, not a lot, but enough. And I, uh, I turned down way more shows than I did too. Like people were still doing shows in Connecticut. People are doing like um, backyard shows. And Connecticut initially had those super low numbers. Yeah, I have a whole conspiracy theory on that as well too. But what was, do you think it is? Um. You you can't really you can't really quantify it, but I believe like I live in an affluent enough area where they are actually insulated from most things that are happening in the world. Like it just doesn't happen to them. Yeah. Like um, in my town, it took like maybe a year for me to see masks, and these are not conservative or liberal people. These are very old people, but they're just not at risk or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. They have better health insurance than we have. If they're in a bubble. Yeah, that's I always feel like that, and then that's with everything. Anything that ever happens, like uh, like Black Lives Matter doesn't hit that town. Uh, pandemics don't hit that town. It's like it's it's just weird. It's, Did you grow up there? Uh, yeah, I'm from there. Am I hitting you under there? No, you're all good. I've been trying to. I don't know where you're at. You, we can play footsie if I'm you want. For you under there. <laughs> Get more uh, personal. No, but you grew up there. Yeah, I'm from Connecticut. When did you realize that it was like super insulated? Um. I'm not exactly sure, but it was like sometime in school, you're just looking around. Oh, you know, I can tell you, uh, my family uh, like created Black History Month for like the curriculum in my grade school. <laughs> like they didn't have yeah, it they before didn't have that. It. And um, they, I don't know why they didn't have it. They just didn't have, like they didn't 
like run a movie. You know, you run a yeah. movie, you run Amistad. That's what you do. Amistad is actually filmed like uh, forty minutes away from you know my house, <laughs> but you, you there was none of that, and um, they implemented it after like you know I guess my mom made like a deal. She was like, hey, you guys are not doing black, mm-hmm. so they're like, okay, we can't put it in the curriculum now, but we'll put it like after school. So like after school, you can come for an hour and learn about Black History Month. And then moms were making their kids go. So like everybody's just looking at me like, <laughs> yes, yeah, so you're getting even like, more fucking shit. Dads are showing up. Dads are like, ah, what the fuck type of shit is this? <laughs> Instead of sports, you know, it's like we got to deal with this shit. How old were you when you that happened? Like nine, ten, something like that. I remember getting a really good laugh because my friend was Jewish and he was there and um, everybody was really mad. Because this is a Catholic school. And I was real mad that we had to go to that extra, you know, fucking thing. And I was like, every, people are more mad at me than they are at this guy right here. <laughs> and an older dad, like, laughed, like, let out, like, a big laugh. And I knew I couldn't get in trouble because it was after school. But, like, I still kind of got in trouble. But that's why I realized I could probably make jokes that are inappropriate. And then the smartest person in the room is going to laugh at that joke. It was kind of my thing. That's cr- that so you realized like right at nine that like shit I'm in a town that's like like what's that movie with Jim Carrey? Or he's the in Grinch. a TV show? Is <laughs> it Grinch? When he's in a TV show, do you know what I'm talking about, Ani? He like everyone's filming him. He's like the Truman stuff. Show. Yeah, the Truman Show. Oh, that's like show. my favorite Jim Carrey movie too. Yeah, that seems very similar. Probably second only like, to the Grinch. <laughs> the Grinch. But like not knowing because. Not that I came, but I grew up in this weird, like, farm town, and then I went to an international high school, and that's when I was like, oh, shit, things are different. Oh, yeah, I forced myself um, into public school. I was, like, you know, on the course to being, like, probably a very different person, and um, we just didn't have any chicks. <laughs> I was like, yeah, there's no Was time. it, oh, it, was like, it like, an all-boys school? Uh, was it wasn't all-boys school, but it was um, the Williams School, so it's, like, liberal arts. Yeah. So, like... Chicks are not into liberal arts until it's too late. Were you making music, or were you just like writing? It, executive, writing about I was it? executive producing for a couple of artists locally, but like not not anything like from just me. And I was helping my boy like start a production team, and he was actually getting some pretty solid placements as well too. But when I started doing the blogging stuff, it became kind of like tumultuous because these guys are not of the quality of the like what the complex is looking for. And it would put a strain in your relationship with your friends because they're like sending you shit and you're like, this, I can't, dude, it's not up to me whether or not, like the no's are not coming from me. Yeah. Like I'm I'm slapping your shit. I think it's fucking dope. Your mom makes a solid meatloaf. People at Complex, not so much. They don't know about your mom's meatloaf. It's true. Uh, I hope people listening to the, like I feel that too. Because like all of people who want to come on the pod, on the podcast, for their music or for whatever. And it's like, it's also sex. Cause I am not like, like a, like I still am like, I'm not a comedian that's known, but the level of comedians and people I get are higher. So it's, it does put a strain on your relationship where it's like, I love your stuff, but it's like, that's not what I can do right now. That's not where well, I it's can not the it content out. that you're offering, but you, you got to tell those people, um, what, what I've told them was like, yo, Send your, when you send your stuff to me, I'll I'll make sure that I will be your third or fourth post. 
So if you can get someone else to post it, like don't look at me to be the first post. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like if your shit is good, people are gonna post it. And that's usually how blogs work. Like one blog posts it, and then you can post the like four or five you know links to these blogs. Like hey, you guys don't want to be late on this. Uh, and I yeah. can send. I've done that before and gotten people to like to wake up on a bunch of artists. Like they're like, well, we're not fucking with this guy. And you gotta send a whole bunch of links to people. Like you, you guys are the only people that don't know this dude's dope. I've done that far as before, so. I don't know. Maybe that helps. You tell yeah, like, no, Yo, no. I will be your 19th podcast. <laughs> Get 20 podcasts going and then I'll pop up. Did that... So you had like publicity, but a little bit of a name when you started stand-up? Uh, I think I'm the only comedian to ever do Summer Jam. I'm pretty sure it's just me. I think... How old were you? How year, old? Uh, I don't want to say I was like 24 maybe at that time. How many years into comedy were you when you did it? Like three. And like working probably like two and a half solid, like I would um, I would do tours with artists. Uh, this dude Ricky Hill, probably have no idea who this guy's, but uh, he's Tommy Hilfiger's son and he's a rapper. Okay, and um, he's from Connecticut, and I did his merch for him, and then he like you know let me go on tour and do the merch. So every show I would like set up the merch and all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I designed the stuff, and then I was like selling it. And I did that for a while. And then while I was on that tour, I would just, like, try to do comedy in whatever town we would pop up at. And this dude has a crazy fan base. Like, I never knew, like, people were into his shit. Because mm-hmm. he would always tell me people were into his shit. I'm like, dude, just shut up. You're on my hockey team at best. Like, you're not, you're yeah. not good at stuff. But, um, yeah, people actually fucked with him. And um, I uh, met Dom Kennedy through that tour. One of my – I love Dom Kennedy. I was on the Yellow uh, the yellow Tape tour. That was – he was putting that shit together. So he would come out and do the songs before, like, people would hear him and shit. That's so crazy, nice. yeah. Yeah. Um, it didn't even make any sense. And this is, like – that's, like, blog era shit. Like, he's, like, a legend of the blog era. He's one of the very few people that I felt – didn't really get a good hit on the transition. Like, even no. how But he put has. on so many, like, look at what Larry June has started. Like, there's so many artists yeah, the that waves, are just the waves there. The... the waves there. But he just didn't have, I think, the fundamentals to make money off of his music by himself. Like, he was always putting it to a level where he was waiting for a bigger label to pick him up. And then, like, we know now, like, the big labels were hollow. There's nothing. And yeah. so, like, they don't have any fucking selling power. Even now, like, I'll listen to his albums, and they're really good, but, like, not for nothing, the artwork, like, is lagging. And now, uh, it's I think like, you need to, it has to be... Was, please, uh, please make a home safe, maybe? Yeah. Or get home safe. Uh, I think that's, that's, like a, that's a long, through. that's a long, long time ago, yeah. right? Uh, a lot of times, he just drops shit. I'm just like, eh. Yeah, I like, fuck What with are you him. doing? Who do you listen to? Like, what are you listening to now? Um, I listen to everything. How'd you feel about Whole Lot of Red? Whole Lot of Red. Whole Lot of Red was really good. I've gone back to it and now I love it, but I hated it when it first came out. When it first came out, I think the energy was just off because we were inside. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to be like outside, like wild out with your friends that shit. But yeah. you just gotta think about like Dial It. Like look at the cover of Dial It. Like that's it really embodies the album, I feel like. But like that's Playboy Cardi's music, like rage music. I was talking about my friend with my friend about this, how like Playboy Cardi's one of the only rappers that I've liked everything he's gone through. Like I listened to him when he was signed to Awful Records. Like I love Father, I love all that shit. Yeah. And to see where he is now, it's like such a weird Awful Records. That's like a fucking time encapsulation right there. <laughs> so it's like you just remember the very first time you got really drunk. <laughs> yeah, I think so. That's just too good. Um, Father was Father's great. last shit was great too. Yeah, he's he's great, but he he's. It is weird how some artists never get past a certain stage. His shit is all mental. I believe he went to art school, so he's like like uh, he used to actually do 
a lot of people's uh, press kits. Like uh, that was a thing for artists back then. When you would submit to a blog, you would have like a picture of yourself, something nice about you, and then like a mashup of like four of your videos, like yeah. a song medley. He would do that for a lot of artists in Atlanta. Like he he, oh, really? fi- he figured out exactly what it had to look like for like a bigger person to fuck with. Um, but he went to art school and he always had like body issues. Like, uh, like he didn't like, like the way they looked or like that. So he would just write records for like chicks and try to like make chick artists and stuff like that. So when a lot of his shit started hitting, it was off reference records. So he wasn't even a rapper rapper by the time like we'd heard his shit. He was writing those songs for like other people and shit. You know what I mean? And then he just popped. So I feel like this is just something I noticed with comics and people in general. A lot of times people are waiting to catch up to their perception of what everyone else will fuck with. Like, you know what I mean? You ever yeah. write a joke and you're like, I can't wait to be the guy that can tell a joke. You are that guy because you wrote it. But there's something in your head that says you can't be that till you get this. Yeah. It, it's worse with rappers, I feel like, because it's such a um like a braggadocio mm-hmm. motherfucking genre where it's like, Hey, I got a big fucking dick, I got a big <laughs> chain, I got a big car, and then you're coming in, you don't have any of those things. So you're like, oh, I don't have the same confidence as these people. But it's just entertainment. I think that if he ever got past that, he would blow, like, almost immediately. Because there's so many more people that look like him than look like whatever else he... You know, there's no perfect people buying records. That's why Griselda is, like, my favorite. I have no idea how that shit fucking popped. Because I have a Griselda. Like, yeah, I it's, love... It's such, it's such a sound out of time. Like, that shit is so dope. That shit started... That, like I've, Sonically, I up- that's, like... Buckshot, Smith and Wesson, motherfucking, yeah, you know what it. I mean? Like that. We were shit. talking about Mob Deep, like yeah, fucking Havoc is producing their shit now. Like. I would say, uh, this is like blasphemous, I think, for everyone, but I don't like Havoc produce Mob Deep as much as I like fucking Alchemist produce Mob Deep. Like, oh, 100%. I, I was just I'll, driving here to uh, Your Niggas Got Twisted. And that yeah. shit is just so fucking cold. Like, oh my God, it sounds like a scary movie. Well, that it's so weird how, like, because I. I'll put this. I thought Bandana was one of the best albums ever. Like I love that album, but I did not like Alfredo. Mm-hmm. I like. I didn't like Alchemist and Freddie Gibbs together. That's like, wild because I love Freddie Gibbs. And I love Alchemist, but I didn't think that they really hit it off. No, that album either. wasn't as great as everyone was saying. I fucking. And you know what? I think it more than anything else. Um, because I fucked with Freddie Gibbs beforehand. I think it was the cast that never fucked with Freddie Gibbs. Fucked with that album. They were like, oh, he is as good as just like, no, yeah. this is Alchemist Beats. Like, Freddie Gibbs is phoning this in mostly. Right he now. was phoning. Fo- yeah, but uh, the back to the Griselda thing is like, they are, they're like in their 40s. They look like not other rappers. Like, because they, they lived a life and now rap about it instead of like creating the life around them rapping. That's another thing I think that wins in rap music a little bit more than probably in a genre is authenticity. Like, um, Atlanta has that really fucking beautiful, distinct line. New York's getting in there, too, but they have that really beautiful, distinct line where somewhere around, like, the 2000s, um, like, you got Jeezy and, you know, those guys are talking about things that they had done, and then you can, like, actually go back and authenticate, you know, some of the stories, like, this guy was really trapped and he's really doing this, and then right at the exact same time, you have, like, Fabo and that bubblegum music and all that shit, yeah. and now you have, like, a schmelding of that in Atlanta. You got a guy like Young Thug, where it's like, this you can show up with a dress, but he has a gun under it for some reason. <laughs> I I remember he... I was on Young Thug on his first mixtape before, oh, yeah, like... Please keep up with me. Yeah, he was. I knew that he was going to be something, but it's that the It's like Lil Yachty going up. I don't know if you like Lil Yachty at all, or I like, like the, the I like the Detroit scene 
and that the flint is, again it's just amazing. like how the fuck did this shit happen it's, it's like i want to call that i want to call that and i was just talking to kid l who does like sada babies episodes that episode is already it's dropped right here but i love like i love like Shout out to my man Wino. love everything you're doing with the sad <laughs> <laughs> but um like rio to young og like there's so y and j bfb to pac-man there's so many great rappers Yo, out of flint and detroit right now. yeah um there was a cat uh detroit comic um yesterday at the at the gig um, and he was just naming names, and I was like, "Bro, I just thought it was like Dolby." It was like if you if you didn't rap like Eminem and you didn't rap like Big Sean, I didn't really know where you would fit in there. And then T Grizzy came and, and kind of went like he yeah. had like a little fizzle. But I mean, people had never really gravitated towards like your your scene does not pop until people that are not in your scene want to sound exactly like you. You know what I'm saying? And that's happening now with the Detroit scene. Yeah, that, that's I would have never I would have never thought that because I'm like. People are never gonna try to rap like Eminem, except like Eminem. That's the guy yeah. that raps like him. People are never gonna rap like Big Sean. This guy's I'm not terrible, but he's not the best rapper going right now. But that is all because of O3 Greedo and Draco the Ruler going away. If they Shout never out. got locked up, then the Detroit scene I don't think of would have gotten as big. Even though they're from LA, that they Detroit took that or Flint too took that sound in real. Like if you listen to Cold Devil. By Draco, which before he got locked up, like that just sounds all like his shit a... before he got locked up was so fucking ahead of time. And it's like I I don't think he missed a step. I think he put out shit that he was like recording and mm-hmm. hadn't released or whatever like that. So like that's kind of something. But I'm I'm. It was the authenticity. He literally yeah, would just was go in there so leaned out. I don't know. Like, I don't know if he has that in him anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think he's not jail ruined charge. him. Like he really, they put him in that's, solitary. That like, just they sucks. fucking, they ruined that him just in sucks. there. And fucking with um, Greedo, Greedo yeah, and that bitch too. And Catchy getting fucking die, murdered. Sure, like, yeah, Sugar Mafia is over. Is pretty much over. Yeah, it's like. It that happens. whole LA scene could have popped. We were talking like the SOBRBE when they had that shit with Kendrick, and then you got Shoreline, that, and then the, the LA the LA scene was ruined by podcasts. Like, it was ruined <laughs> by podcasts because it's like you got just too much information on like artists that you actually fucked with by just watching No Jumper, and like if you didn't, like I told you, it was like if you didn't have a good No Jumper, like um. One of my favorite artists of all time is actually talking to this gentleman, uh, this nigga Key. He's one of the worst uh, interviews. The, I love He's Key like one of the though, worst. Yeah. Like he just, he he's like one word answer. He'll put his head down. Uh, he'll slouch. And we'll have to keep telling him to get close to the mic. He's yeah. it's garbage. This guy, no good. But um, yeah, that's the, a lot of those guys' first crack at publicity. And they would come up there and either cap nonstop or they would come up there and like get drunk and high for absolutely no reason. And like they wouldn't be able to do what they're there yeah. to do. You're there to entertain, kind of inform people about what you guys got going on and make them anticipate what you got coming next. And you sit and watch a guy for three hours roll up four blunts where like, this guy's kind of a loser. You know what I mean? Your phone didn't even ring the whole time you were there. It's like, that's, yeah. that's not good. It, it, that's why I kind of like to take the like chill. Like I like when people smoke on it, but I, like I was just watching an interview with Soldier Boy on the Bootleg Kev podcast and Soldier Boy was so fucked up that it was just like, yeah, not, not an enjoyable podcast, even though like I wanted to watch what he was doing now. I, I feel like that with Drink Champ sometimes. I was I, I don't always watch, but I was so happy when I watched the Cameron episode, and he was like, nah, I'm not drinking. Nah, I'm not smoking. I'm like, oh my God, yeah. damn, straight edge. So I don't know. Do you know like the Griselda-affiliated scene at all? Like, Do you listen to that? 
I listen to some of it. So I'm, not, the, I'm not. I'm not deep. I'm not deep down. I don't yeah, have. Fucking, I'm deep, deep in that. Oh, stuff. Shit. so there's this I seen guy. The shirt. <laughs> there's this guy, Jace. My whole closet is just that's like, fucking crazy. Like literally, I'll show you. I've custom made like yeah, guy stuff outside. Um, but I had Jay Skis on, who signed to Conway. That's fine. Um, signed to Drumwork, and he was talking about like how he, after partying one night, was like. Just like, I'm going to be sober now. I'm just going to be sober. And then when he got invited to the studio for the first time with Conway to, like, sign, he was like, they had, like, all these bottles, all these blunts going. He's like, but if I, like, got fucked up, I would have never been able to sign to him. Like, it was because I just stayed and could, like, rap that got me signed. And it was like, yeah, like, you took it like a professional. But I feel like a lot of people don't they take don't, it like They a don't take it professionally. Yeah. And, you know, it's crazy that you speak about all that Boston show. That was, like, my kind of awakening to having to be a more professional person because I had gotten um, car service, and I had been late to it twice. They charge you regardless. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, they're like, okay, you just spent $275 or nothing. And it was... I was going and doing shows, and I was, like, you know, just trying to get my notoriety up, but I was paying way more to go do the show than I was getting on the show yeah and then i would get to the show and i would either a get drunk or get high and it'd be like i don't even remember what i came here to do like this is it's kind of becoming like a like partying becomes a detriment to like doing business yeah and that's why i used to be a big drinker i do smoke a lot i like to smoke but sometimes it does hold me but like it does like getting hot like i did a podcast yesterday i was smoking during the whole thing and i was like i feel like it would have been better if i smoked beforehand or didn't do it on it because like you want it to be chill like you want it to be like a hangout but but at the same time you want to be authentic you're like on like it's still like a thing happening so what you at that boston show did you just get like no they, they had sent an email basically telling them not to let me drink um before the show like do oh, not really? let this guy jump. and i'm just like yo that's like some sam kennison who, who shit. told you that like your man did you have a manager uh, it was kind of like... it was kind of a manager at that time it was um a guy he used to be troy Ave's manager he runs okay. he runs cinematic records now i don't know if you know what cinematic yeah, is. yeah 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 he runs cinematic records now and he would just do these little pieces of business for me you know what mm-hmm. i mean like i would get an email that didn't know i was like i don't know what to do and this guy wants to give me 1300 and like all right i'll figure this out so yeah he was just like you have to go and get Foot, like okay he's like i'm gonna show you how to get booked like you mm-hmm. have to go to these shows he was like you have to make sure that you're presentable that you're dressed that you're kempt then you have to get um pictures and footage of you at these shows and like i'll compile it and i'll be sending that to bookers and he had like this huge booker list and he's just like you know pushes the button and it just goes all these people and so i went and i did that show i you know was sober yeah. enough to pull it off but like immediately after that i started getting shows you know what i'm saying and i started making money and it just i don't know I was also reading a book. Um, you know Sarah Silverman? Have you read her book? Uh, I, uh, yeah, yeah. Bad, bad yeah but she was talking about make it a treat. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. That just stuck with me a lot. It was just like, yeah, sometimes you have to just be like, oh, I get to do this after I do this. It just makes it more enjoyable. So that was like my big thing of just getting away from smoking, you know, 14 blunts every single day and then try to also function. Yeah, being like being a professional. When did you... So you were like, you said three, four years in when like... You still were like, I'm gonna take this seriously. Yeah, well, because um, I, I already, like, kind of had money. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I think that's like one of the worst things that can happen to you as a creative person. It's like you not need to do any of the work. Yeah. <laughs> like none of the work. Uh, yeah, and you know, comics hate that shit. Like, um, you'll be hanging out with comedians and be like, oh, I'll get everyone's drinks. They're like, no, no, come on, please. How how will you get home? How will you, how will your family eat? I'm like, I. Get, I got this. Don't. 
it's just dollar pizza, dude. I got to worry about it. But um, do you a lot think of, that hindered you? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because a lot of these people have the desperation of like they need to do this show. To um, I was hanging out with comics when I first started in New York City, where I would like I would drive them, you know, back because mm. I had a car. I would just drive them back to wherever they were, were going. And I'm like, yo, this is so fucking far. And he was like, yeah, like I don't come out of my house with. Uh, money. I just have my fucking metro, and then I make enough money to put on the metro to go back home. And I'm like, well, that's why you're good at comedy, dude, because like you, like have to do this shit. But yeah. I just always look at it as if I didn't have to do it, then and I still wanted to do it, then it was what I was supposed to be doing. So I just like put both feet down. But yeah, I was spending way too much money to do comedy, like way too much money. Comedy is at a, at a loss. Like, it's not, like, a thing that you... Like, even at the store, you get, like, what, 15 bucks for, like, a set yeah, of... Like, you know like what that. I mean? 25 something bucks or something. Like it's, like, even if you're at the top top, you're not... I think I got $40 the first time I did Caroline's. It was two shows in one night. And both of <laughs> them shits were sold out. They're, like, picking up the back curtain to fill in more seats. And they just slide you two twenty dollars I'm like, what the fuck? Is this my tip? Do you feel like... like you must love, like, you're doing comedy 10 years. Like, you love it. Like, do you want to It's also crazy when you say that, because I, I want to get someone to say that to my mom. It's so good. <laughs> is, is, are they supportive of your comedy career? Not at all. Uh, I mean, now she's kind of coming around now. Like, she's been to, um, she went to a show I did in Myrtle Beach, and Chris Rock came to the show. Oh, wow. Yeah, she was fucking nuts, because he was just in the background not laughing. <laughs> I'm just like, yo, you're the only person not laughing. It's just you and my mom. You're the only people in here not laughing. They just become best friends. Yeah, I was like, that. yo, this fucking sucks. And then um, even after, like on Facebook or whatever, like she's like, oh, yeah, great comment. Never mentions me in the comment show. Chris Rock was there. I was like, what the fuck? That nigga's not your son. <laughs> but you want, like you do, like you just do it for love. Cause, like, yeah, mostly. Do you want to, like, do you see yourself continuing to do it? Um, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I don't you, have a job. <laughs> well, like, I don't the, have stuff, a job, the world's opening back up, you know what I mean? So, like, shit is opening back up, and I feel like there's comics. I'm on tour with like... Damon Wayne's Jr. right now, by the way. Oh, are you? So, That's awesome. I don't know which one I'm supposed to be pointing out. You can put, it's this one, actually. All right. There you go. You're going I on tour? You, Jr. No, That's I mean, a... we've been on tour already. Oh, I think I'm like 16 dates down, something else like that. That's awesome. He got COVID. I'm not supposed to tell you that. Speak that out. <laughs> he got COVID. <laughs> in the middle of he got, he got COVID in the middle of the fucking. No, nah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> he got COVID in the middle of the fucking tour, and then he he lied to everyone and told us that he was vaccinated. He wasn't vaccinated, and he just fucking got COVID. So he had to like stop. But he's coming back. I think it starts back in June. That's cool. So let's go back out with him and shit. He's somebody like I've not looked up to, mm-hmm. but. I would definitely take a peek at his career coming up because he had, you know, huge shoes to fill. And then he's like, you know, 16, 17 years old, opening up for the Kings of Comedy. He used to do that. And he's a guy that, you know, didn't need the money. Yeah. Well, do you feel like it's, like, easy for you because you started out, like, young, working with, like, putting on, like, you know, like, it's just a job, like, like, uh, like starstruck and stuff, like, working with someone who's your idol? Um... I have been starstruck before. It was fucking prodigy. (laughs) But not. um, Most of the time I'm talking to someone I have more money than. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, I just make sure that I take that kind of air of responsibility when you're talking to somebody that you want to do business with that you're kind of keeping it at a business level. It's like if you walked in to buy a cheeseburger and they were too enthusiastic, you wouldn't 
you wouldn't eat there. You'd be like, nah, something's, something's going on. That's what makes you stay like chill then? Like, do you work on trying to? I think I'm one of the most arrogant pieces of shit thus far. Like, I'm out of my mind most of the time. I don't think I've, like, I capitalized just me and myself in most of my sentences and, like, in emails and shit like that. People hate, like, uh, it has to be read by somebody else. But I think that that kind of, like, uh, air of a person just being honest, mm-hmm. like, I don't really have anything to lose. I think people kind of gravitate towards that more than anything else. But I don't. I couldn't tell anyone how to like be successful or like get money. So like that shit comes from my like parents and stuff. Like they have money. Yeah. But they're gonna die soon. And then it's you. <laughs> and that, but that allowed you to like. It is like an. You say like the people who have to work to get the money to put the metro card in. That is. They're always better. Yes, but you probably can put more time into it. Like, you can put your 10,000 hours in quicker. Not even quicker, but I feel like my my steps are more genuine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I only really work with people that I actually have respect for. Like, I don't have to do anything. And I think that that's probably where some of the resentment comes from with uh, certain New York City comics. But I always see people in situations where, like, oh, this producer's an asshole. This guy's an asshole. Or, I hate working with this guy. Or I hate my job. Or I don't want to do this. Or I don't want to do that. And then, you know, the comedy's in there somewhere. Yeah. And with me, it's like, I just circumvent all that stuff. I was like, if this guy's an asshole, I just won't work with him. It's like, there's no possible way you can pay me bar tickets, like drink tickets, and then talk to me like, I couldn't just pay your rent, your girlfriend's rent, your dog's rent. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't I don't need to be here so you can't speak to me in this particular way. Like, I'm just going to go somewhere else. So I, I skipped a lot of that shit. Yeah. So I'm not as bitter as those particular guys. But I believe if you go to a place that you don't want to be and you still excel there, then you're going to be better than me. Like, these guys have, like, their teeth are way sharper than what, what I've got going on. Even last night at the stands, um, you know, my clothes look remarkably better than everyone else's there because you guys, like, you know, came out of the subway, but these guys have a joke about being in the subway. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like, so you... Do you think... You say you're... But do you think that holds you back? Like, do you feel that in your mind? Um, Only if we're all trying to get to the same thing, which I don't think we are. I was like, I, I kind of want all my fans to look like me, to sound like me, to know who Tony Snow is, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I don't, I'm not really like a for the mass type of guy. Really. That's not, that's never been my thing. Well, you came up like, you know, right, like with rap, like in the rap world before the comedy world. Is yeah, that, for sure. So that's kind of where your basis is. Would you say like that's kind of how you feel about it? More? I definitely try to move like a rapper there, move. There's very there's a lot of similarities. Like I was doing the fucking um, Hannibal's comedy commissado tour, and he made me take out my fronts. Like he was like, you can't have these anymore and shit. Like you got gold teeth and shit. And the very next tour, he got fronts. I want to <laughs> let that be known. Got fronts. The very next tour, you son of a bitch. Were you allowed to wear yours on that tour? I was not invited to that tour. <laughs> no, I, I found I found that out on Instagram. <laughs> you saw the picture of the yeah. front. I'm like, yo, what type of shit is this? Yo, <laughs> two things, two things, two things. I mean, everybody in comedy stole my style. Some stuff. <laughs> like, young niggas was not wearing. I want to say the entire world was not wearing Jordan ones. There's nobody that can convince me that you had these fucking shits on before me. I was in SOBs. Kanye West came up to me. It was like, yo, I see you. Yeah. Yeah, and then he they had the video and he had like the bands when on. When that happened. If anyone in the comedy world starts wearing Griselda merch, like Bly and Tell shit, which is very rare, like they make so limited numbers of every piece, 
that I'll know that I started that shit. Well, you, you hear you heard it here first. If anyone starts wearing Griselda shit, I feel bad. I I don't want to talk shit. I love like Kanye's one like the Life of Pablo is my favorite Kanye album, and people think I'm crazy That's for crazy. saying that. That's crazy. That's my favorite. That. But I have just I did not like Yay or the other one, the Christian one. See, this is all my art job shit. Like no one ever sees these pictures and shit. I don't people just said, but yeah, this is that old. That's wow. first time I've ever been SOBs. Two thousand twelve. Yeah, and I probably had them for like four or five years up to that point. Um, and I got those at the uh, flight club on Mercer. So oh yeah. It's like you have to know to know. It's like that's that's why I came up in that particular era of like days quality meet or opening ceremony flight club. Mercer Flight Club, like shit like that. What's big? Like what? What's the, what brands do you like now? Like what's your? I like Raph Simmons a lot. So I fuck with. Right. Um, for streetwear, I like Brain Dead. Shout out to them on the T. Um, I don't know. I used to really fuck with Supreme, Super Heavy, and shit. Man, that shit just came and went. It was like it's so big. Yeah, it hurt. So, it hurt yeah. so much. And it was like one of those things where you're like really proud of like someone's accomplishment, but mm-hmm. like you also have to let it go. It's like I see like fourteen year old girls wearing this. Shit. Like, yeah, well, that's how I love kid super shit. I don't. Like, oh my god! See, even that, it's like, where do you get that now? Yeah, like, where do you go to get that? Well, he works a lot with Grizz. Like I was up in Buffalo for. Do the, not tell me he does their merch. He does a lot. He works. That's fucking with, crazy. Yeah, so I was up in uh, Buffalo for their gallery opening. Westside Gun opened up a art gallery and a clothing store. And Kid Super that was there for the opening, but he does like a, he does like a custom jacket for West Side and shit. Like That's he amazing. works with them. Yeah, those dudes are amazingly fly too. They are. They, Which I did not expect that coming out of Buffalo. That's like, what I'm saying. I, I thought love... that was like more hick country and shit. To be to be perfectly honest, yeah. Who no will... offense anyone from Buffalo is listening? It's like I did not. I only been to the Funny Bone. I didn't. I didn't hang out in the town. What? So you say, who are you listening to? Like, do you have artists that you're like really fans of now that are not like? Um, I like Ken big? Carson. I don't know that name. Ken Carson is is pretty good. If you um like Playboy Cardi's last album, then that's most of those tracks were like done by Ken Carson. Like he like had oh, those yeah. songs first and then gave him to Playboy Cardi. Ken Carson and that nigga Lancey. I don't know if you know yeah. the cat from mm-hmm. France. Those two people together are what Playboy Cardi is. Like his new stuff. Yeah, I don't know how he even found those guys, but I fuck with that shit. Um, I fuck with pop star Benny. He's a producer. Do yeah, you know, do you know this guy? Yeah, he did a lot of shit. He did, he's for, some shit um, for Snow. Yeah, he did shit for Chief, like right in like Fredo. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's where um, I because uh, Fredo was one of my favorite. I mean, it still that's is, crazy. But... R.I.P. Yo, it's it's so crazy that rappers be dying, dog. Like I, I just because I'm like, yo, I still listen to y'all music. I'm just I. In the car, I'm hitting shuffle. I maybe went through like twelve dudes that are just deceased, yeah. Roger included. Yeah, it's cr- well. That was like, I um, yeah, I was supposed to see Jimmy Wapo open up for uh, Wiz, and I've seen Wiz. I don't. I just really wanted to see Jimmy Wapo, and that was like in, a week in, before in he, a week before that. Like I saw, I was supposed to see. I love Ski Mask, or I don't. He, I did. He hasn't put new shit I out. I was say the same thing, and I, I feel like he. He's the most human person yeah. in rapper, so he's probably super dealing with. And all he shit lost all. So I yeah, was supposed to one. see him and Juice World together, uh. and Ski Mask tried to. I don't know if they say this openly, but he tried to like kill himself, and so he canceled the show. 
and Juice World came. And I saw Juice World. I didn't get to see Ski Mask, That's so crazy. and it's such like a weird like thing that like Ski Mask is living now, and, and Juice, Juice World's, World's dead. You know what I mean? Actually, hit me with the two pit combo, yo. Like him and Kobe going. I was like, oh, oh <laughs> shit, fuck. How am I gonna get through this shit? Yeah. Also, I always find out like which one of my friends is like a real drug addict when like a celebrity dies and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is like Kobe, and your friends are like. I'm going through it right now. Like, we got pop bottles. Like, all right, cool. It's like, Regis Philbin, you're like, all right, man. Regis Philbin. Like, Alex Trebek just passed, nigga. You big Jeopardy fan. Roll up. Roll up, man. Roll up, man. I'm not Roll. going to work. Yeah, the amount of people who said they watched Jeopardy that never did. Or, nah, any rapper who dies. Like, Pop Smoke. Like, he's so big now. I can't even have sex with a girl if I haven't watched Jeopardy with her yet. It's like... You gotta not, prove you're smart. Yeah, I was like, I'm not even taking any risks. <laughs> not taking any risks at all. Or prove that you're really dumb. Either or. It depends on what type of sex I'm looking for right now. <laughs> I'll see what I can get away with. I was watching. There was the. I'm horrible at. I know so much about useless facts that'll never be on Jeopardy. Like Same. I know so much about like things that'll never be on Jeopardy. And there was one category that was like rap. And not a single person got a single one right. It was the only category I ever got right in Jeopardy. I hate that show. It makes me feel like dumb. Yeah, I'd be smashing. Like I'd be literally smashing on that show. Like people always <laughs> like, you tape this episode. There's no fucking way. Hit me shits out the park. I'm not good at memorizing just like useless information. I would not necessarily say I memorize it, but I've had the conversation. Like whatever it is, I've, I've talked way too fucking much. I have a conversation. And, um, Why don't you want to do a podcast? I don't know. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm about to have to do one because uh this dude he was watching shout out to Derek, I believe his name is. He was watching my story for like three years and he was like um asking me all these shits like questions about marketing. He was like, How do you do your marketing? How do you make money with your story? I was like, It's not really profitable. Sometimes somebody does hit me up and say, like, Hey, I got this clothing brand. Is there a way we can send you guys some clothes? Can mm-hmm. I send you some stuff? I'll send you some money if you post it. I'll do that every now and again. I have to really like it, though. But I don't even like telling people that because it lessens the integrity of the story. If you know that I'm taking money and I post, like, a cool pair of jeans, you'll be like, well, he got paid to post it. So it's really weird where I have to really want to work with the person to be able to do it. I don't really know if that's profitable yet. Yeah. But he skipped that part. He was just like, okay, you post cool stuff. People like the cool stuff. You post funny stuff. You get engagement. You ask people to engage with you, and then you you make a sales post. And then he just kind of, like, copied what I did, and he's got all these pages that are, like, booming now. And he said he's starting a creative studio, and he wants to do a podcast. He was like, I don't know what you want to do, but I kind of sort of want to do something like what you do on your story. And my podcast would probably look like a mix between Wayne's World. Your story is insane. Yeah, YouTube parodies. Like, whatever's popular on YouTube, I'll do, like, a parody of that. And... Interdimensional cable from Rick and Morty. It'd probably be that, like a match with that. Cause I like, um, do you write, like, do you write sketches and stuff? Like, do yeah, you... I write sketches all the time. I'm not very good at sketch writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have an affinity for it though. Like, it's something I want to get good at. Yeah. But, um, so many people send me sketches that are not like dropped yet. They're like, yo, do you think this is funny? Thing? That's funny. And I would think it would be dope to just have a home base for all those personalities, like mm-hmm. all the online people's. Like, I would just have a story. I just have a, a podcast that would be maybe me talking about a topic, like you said, about useless knowledge that nobody, you guys probably not going to care about energy suppression, but I'm going to talk about that for 14 minutes. Yeah. And then 
while that's you could hear the audio of me, it'd probably be like visually like a kung fu fight or some shit like anime or something like midnight gospel type yeah, shit. To keep yeah. you visually engaged. Yo, somebody told me to watch that. Someone just told me to watch it's that. Duncan, I it's uh the dude who does Adventure Time animates Duncan Trussell's podcast. Oh, that's crazy. And so it's just this crazy animation while Duncan Trussell's like podcast plays crazy. in the background. I fucking love Adventure Time. But yeah, I'm gonna um. But you do like, like your that. mind is like that makes sense because your Instagram story is wild. You post it's, the craziest shit. It's, like it's, it's a bunch of garbage. How um, do you find like how do you not find that shit? But like have fi- like find it, find time for it. Like <laughs> have two phones. <laughs> you have two phones. Like yeah, you're right, Kevin right. Gates. Yeah, I, was, I have two. I have two phones, and they're just jam packed. Well, this one's dead, but they're just jam packed with memes and like. Are you just on like TikTok content. simultaneously on both? Not all the time. You know, one thing that's happened lately, and I actually hate to say this, but I gotta shout them out. Is people dump a lot of shit on me. People are like this would go great on you. I'm like, yeah, okay, so you're right. I guess I'll just put it up there. But um. Uh, I have to be really bored to make one, and I do it mostly because I have ADD. It's like, I need some... If not, I'll just be watching, like, a friend's fucking story 71 times and annoying him. I'm, like, addicted to TikTok now, and I hate it. Like, I really... Like, I need to delete it, because it'll just be two hours of me watching girls shake their ass. Like, I was talking about this. Like, for real. Like, it's just, like... I thought you were going to say funny TikToks. No, my TikTok is just hot. Like, literally, it's just, like... I don't know how every girl is hotter than the one before. Like, TikTok knows yeah, what TikTok, they're doing. TikTok's pretty They good. know what they're TikTok's doing. And it's like, how are like, all these white girls... How are there so many white girls with big asses who know how to dance? Like, where, I don't know. where are they you know all from, Where are they? They're destroying a stereotype. They, they're out for blood on that stereotype. TikTok, shout out the Chinese government. <laughs> um, TikTok is dope. I fuck with TikTok, but I was like, I watch, not create. I couldn't be a dude like creating TikTok. If you were like, I can't, I'm addicted to TikTok, and then you have 17,000 TikToks, I'm like, all right, you're part of the problem. You don't put a lot of shit. Like, it's hard to, like, I was trying to find, like, clips of you. Like, I'm trying like, to take clips down now.